Welcome to Season 3 of The Edge Conversations, a podcast series produced by the Institute for Molecular Bioscience at the University of Queensland, a collection of personal and inspiring stories fueling IMB's pursuit of cutting-edge research. At school, Professor Kate Schroeder had little interest in biology. It took a couple of subjects at uni to ignite her passion for microbiology and how understanding it and inflammation can change the world. A self-professed sleuth, Kate hopes to one day unlock the key to curing a myriad of diseases. Professor Kate Schroeder, welcome to the podcast. Hi, how are you doing? It's really a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Let's get into it. Like most 17-year-olds, you weren't really sure about what you wanted to do when you left school. In the end, you chose science because you had an interest in chemistry and physics. Why not biology? And what eventually sparked your interest in it? Oh, that's a, that's a great question, Janine. Um, <laughs> so I actually didn't do biology at school because biology at school was taught, at least when I went through, as if you know, all of the questions had been answered. You're presented with a book of facts that you have to learn and regurgitate in an exam. And I found that pretty dry. I went to university to do a science degree because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I thought science was broad enough to sort of get a taste of a few things and see what what piqued my interest. I took biology only to sort of make up the credit points and very quickly became really fascinated with it. And that's because at university, biology is taught differently. You're, you're interacting with teachers, lecturers, who are actually probing the biology, who are trying to understand the mysteries of biology. And when I started doing immunology and microbiology, I was absolutely hooked because I just find the um, complexity and yet elegance of the immune system and this sort of battle between a person and their microbes, just so fascinating. <laughs> so you really are a science sleuth. Totally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And I guess it's it's provided you with a super interesting career path, <laughs> having worked in Japan and Switzerland, but your most unlikely job was one you had in London. What was it and what did you learn from it? Oh, I had a really funny job in London. <laughs> I worked for a year as a graphic designer. It was actually a bit of an accident and I really enjoyed it. But being a sleuth, you were all over that, right? <laughs> oh, totally, totally. In that job, I um, spent a year doing nothing but drawing things in Illustrator and creating you know, montages in PowerPoint and Photoshop. And it's been actually enormously helpful because one of the big challenges in science is to communicate your science in an effective way to other people, whether it be scientists or politicians or the public or your grandmother or any of those things. So let's kind of flip it a little bit now and have a look at what it is you do and what's so incredibly interesting about it. Um, your interest is, uh, your area of expertise rather, is immunology. And we hear the term inflammation being thrown around a lot especially in the wellness industry. You know, we'll see mm -hmm. articles about it here and there. Everybody is frightened of inflammation. <laughs> but, but what is it and what is the biggest misconception about it? So inflammation we've all experienced and probably all experience on a very regular basis. You know, if you've been sunburned, if you've stubbed your toe, if you've done any of these things to your body, you've caused inflammation. So Inflammation, you can usually recognise the cardinal signs that you have red redness, 
um, like in sunburn, for example, a heat, which means that blood is flowing to that part of tissue, often pain, and you can have tissue dysfunction. So many of us have experienced inflammation. I guess the biggest misconception is that it's always bad. There's a bit of a a Goldilocks zone for inflammation where um, (laughs) you want to keep it within healthy limits. The process that protects you against many microbes is this inflammatory response that your body mounts to an infection. And so that's protective. That usually keeps you from succumbing to infection. It's usually taken care of the infection before you even know about it. The problem arises is when inflammation is too much or out of control or too chronic and doesn't turn off. Those sort of uncontrolled inflammatory reactions uh, are those that cause diseases. So when would we find, like, what what diseases would that be uh, present in? A good example, actually, is gout. Eating certain kinds of foods causes a molecule in your blood to actually form a crystal. And that crystal then provokes an inflammatory reaction in your joints. Um, And that's got all of those cardinal signs I was talking about where it sort of swells up and it's red and it's sore and all that sort of thing. Other examples is, of course, you know, arthritis where you've got, again, inflammation of your joints or even things like inflammatory bowel disease, which is sadly a very common disease, or even the neurodegenerative diseases that are so common as the Australian population ages. So diseases like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease, which we know now triggers an inflammatory reaction in the brain, which causes um, motor deficits or cognitive decline. And your interest in this was actually sparked in Switzerland, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. I trained in Switzerland more than 10 years ago now um, as a postdoctoral scientist. I went over there to study with the late Professor Jörg Chopp who was a Swiss biochemist, an amazing biochemist, who actually discovered this molecular machine. So your area of research then is not specifically targeted to curing one particular disease. Yeah, so that's exactly right. I'm, I'm not interested in one disease per se. What I'm interested in is how inflammation can go wrong and how it does go wrong in many diseases. And I feel like that's a really interesting way of looking at the problem because then if you understand how this inappropriate inflammatory response turns on, you have the potential to treat lots of different diseases and not just just one. So I'm interested in a molecular machine that we call the inflammasome, and it's an inflammation-generating machine. Basically, this machine turns on and fires off signals to the immune system to activate the immune system, and this is what, what we call inflammation, which then goes on to cause diseases like neurodegenerative diseases and other diseases of lifestyle and ageing. So what's the value to society in terms of, you know, outcomes of your research? Uh, That's another great question. So my program of research is really geared around two aspects. There's the discovery side and the translational side. So we do a lot of work on trying to understand exactly how this inflammation machine assembles, how it works, how it turns on, how it turns off. And then we're always looking for opportunities to translate that into better patient outcomes. So where we discover a new mechanism that might be druggable, we then collaborate with clever medicinal chemists who are in the building and then try and work out ways that we can rewire this machine using small molecules so that we have better anti-inflammatory drugs for patients. Well, I guess there is a lot riding on understanding the machine, so to speak. What do you mean by machine? (laughs) 
So this machine that I'm talking about is a, it's an assembly of proteins within a cell. So a whole bunch of molecules come together in the cell to form this machine that can then generate an, a signal that, that turns on the immune response. I call it a machine because it, it has to be assembled in order to work and it has to be turned on and it can be turned off. It's essentially just a collection of proteins that all come together to do a job. Well, Kate, I think once you have wrangled the machine and we <laughs> understand how it works, your research is going to have a massive effect on outcomes for patients suffering from a variety of diseases. So thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Janine. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Edge Conversations. For more information on the Institute for Molecular Bioscience at the University of Queensland, visit their website, imb.uq.edu.au.